Part One, Chapter Sixteen of the Idiot. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. The Idiot by Fyodor Dostoevsky, translated by Eva M. Martin. Part One, Chapter Sixteen. It's good business," said Ptitsin at last folding the letter and handing it back to the prince you will receive without the slightest trouble by the last will and testament of your aunt a very large sum of money indeed impossible cried the general starting up as if he had been shot ptitsin explained for the benefit of the company that the prince's aunt had died five months since he had never known her but she was his mother's own sister the daughter of a moscow merchant one paparchin who had died a bankrupt but the elder brother of this same paparchin had been an eminent and very rich merchant a year since it had so happened that his only two sons had both died within the same month this sad event had so affected the old man that he too had died very shortly after he was a widower and had no relations left excepting the prince's aunt a poor woman living on charity who was herself at the point of death from dropsy but who had time before she died to set salaskin to work to find her nephew and to make her will bequeathing her newly acquired fortune to him it appeared that neither the prince nor the doctor with whom he lived in switzerland had thought of waiting for further communications but the prince had started straight away with salaskin's letter in his pocket one thing i may tell you for certain concluded ptitsin addressing the prince that there is no question about the authenticity of this matter anything that salaskin writes you as regards your unquestionable right to this inheritance you may look upon as so much money in your pocket i congratulate you prince you may receive a million and a half of roubles perhaps more i don't know all i do know is that paparchin was a very rich merchant indeed hurrah cried lebedeff in a drunken voice hurrah for the last of the mwishkins my goodness me and i gave him twenty-five roubles this morning as though he were a beggar blurted out the general half senseless with amazement well i congratulate you i congratulate you and the general rose from his seat and solemnly embraced the prince all came forward with congratulations even those of rogozhin's party who had retreated into the next room now crept softly back to look on for the moment even nastasia philipovna was forgotten but gradually the consciousness crept back into the minds of each one present that the prince had just made her an offer of marriage the situation had therefore become three times as fantastic as before totski sat and shrugged his shoulders bewildered he was the only guest left sitting at this time 
the others had thronged round the table in disorder and were all talking at once it was generally agreed afterwards in recalling that evening that from this moment nastasia filipovna seemed entirely to lose her senses she continued to sit still in her place looking around at her guests with a strange bewildered expression as though she were trying to collect her thoughts and could not then she suddenly turned to the prince and glared at him with frowning brows but this only lasted one moment perhaps it suddenly struck her that all this was a jest but his face seemed to reassure her she reflected and smiled again vaguely so i really am a princess she whispered to herself ironically and glancing accidentally at daria alexeyevna's face she burst out laughing <laughs> she cried this is an unexpected climax after all i didn't expect this what are you all standing up for gentlemen sit down congratulate me and the prince ferdishenko just step out and order some more champagne will you katya pasha she added suddenly seeing the servants at the door come here i'm going to be married did you hear to the prince he has a million and a half of roubles he is prince muishkin and has asked me to marry him here prince come and sit by me and here comes the wine now then ladies and gentlemen where are your congratulations hurrah cried a number of voices a rush was made for the wine by rogozhin's followers though even among them there seemed some sort of realization that the situation had changed rogozhin stood and looked on with an incredulous smile screwing up one side of his mouth prince my dear fellow do remember what you are about said the general approaching muishkin and pulling him by the coat-sleeve nastasia filipovna overheard the remark and burst out laughing no no general she cried you had better look out i am the princess now you know the prince won't let you insult me afanasy ivanovitch why don't you congratulate me i shall be able to sit at table with your new wife now aha see what you gain by marrying a prince a million and a half and a prince and an idiot into the bargain they say what better could i wish for life is only just about to commence for me in earnest rogozhin you are a little too late away with your paper parcel i'm going to marry the prince i'm richer than you are now but rogozhin understood how things were tending at last an inexpressibly painful expression came over his face he wrung his hands a groan made its way up from the depths of his soul surrender her for god's sake he said to the prince all around burst out laughing what surrender her to you cried daria alexeyevna 
to a fellow who comes and bargains for a wife like a mushik the prince wishes to marry her and you so do i so do i this moment if i could i'd give every farthing i have to do it you drunken mushik said daria alexeyevna once more you ought to be kicked out of the place the laughter became louder than ever do you hear prince said nastasia philipovna do you hear how this mujik of a fellow goes on bargaining for your bride he is drunk said the prince quietly and he loves you very much won't you be ashamed afterwards to reflect that your wife very nearly ran away with rogozhin oh you were raving you were in a fever you are still half delirious and won't you be ashamed when they tell you afterwards that your wife lived at totsky's expense so many years no i shall not be ashamed of that you did not so live by your own will and you'll never reproach me with it never take care don't commit yourself for a whole lifetime nastasia philipovna said the prince quietly and with deep emotion i said before that i shall esteem your consent to be my wife as a great honour to myself and shall consider that it is you who will honour me not i you by our marriage you laughed at these words and others around us laughed as well i heard them very likely i expressed myself funnily and i may have looked funny but for all that i believe i understand where honour lies and what i said was but the literal truth you were about to ruin yourself just now irrevocably you would never have forgiven yourself for so doing afterwards and yet you are absolutely blameless it is impossible that your life should be altogether ruined at your age what matter that rogozhin came bargaining here and that gavrila ardalionovitch would have deceived you if he could why would you continually remind us of these facts i assure you once more that very few could find it in them to act as you have acted this day as for your wish to go with rogozhin that was simply the idea of a delirious and suffering brain you are still quite feverish you ought to be in bed not here you know quite well that if you had gone with rogozhin you would have become a washerwoman next day rather than stay with him you are proud nastasia philipovna and perhaps you have really suffered so much that you imagine yourself to be a desperately guilty woman you require a great deal of petting and looking after nastasia philipovna and i will do this i saw your portrait this morning and it seemed quite a familiar face to me it seemed to me that the portrait face was calling to me for help i i shall respect you all my life nastasia philipovna concluded the prince as though suddenly recollecting himself and blushing to think of the sort of company before whom he had said all this ptitsin bowed his head and looked at the ground overcome by a mixture of feelings totsky muttered to himself 
he may be an idiot but he knows that flattery is the best road to success here the prince observed gania's eyes flashing at him as though they would gladly annihilate him then and there that's a kind-hearted man if you like said daria alexeyevna whose wrath was quickly evaporating a refined man but lost murmured the general totsky took his hat and rose to go he and the general exchanged glances making a private arrangement thereby to leave the house together thank you prince no one has ever spoken to me like that before began nastasia philipovna men have always bargained for me before this and not a single respectable man has ever proposed to marry me do you hear afanasy ivanovitch what do you think of what the prince has just been saying it was almost immodest wasn't it you rogozhin wait a minute don't go yet i see you don't intend to move however perhaps i may go with you yet where did you mean to take me to to yekaterinhof replied lebedeff rogozhin simply stood staring with trembling lips not daring to believe his ears he was stunned as though from a blow on the head what are you thinking of my dear nastasia said daria alexeyevna in alarm what are you saying you are not going mad are you nastasia philipovna burst out laughing and jumped up from the sofa <laughs> you thought i should accept this good child's invitation to ruin him did you she cried that's totsky's way not mine he's fond of children come along rogozhin get your money ready we won't talk about marrying just at this moment but let's see the money at all events come i may not marry you either i don't know i suppose you thought you'd keep the money if i did <laughs> nonsense i have no sense of shame left i tell you i have been totsky's concubine prince you must marry aglaya ivanovna not nastasia philipovna or oh, this fellow ferdishenko will always be pointing the finger of scorn at you you aren't afraid i know but i should always be afraid that i had ruined you and that you would reproach me for it as for what you say about my doing you honour by marrying you well totsky can tell you all about that you had your eye on aglaya gania you know you had and you might have married her if you had not come bargaining you are all like this you should choose once for all between disreputable women and respectable ones or you are sure to get mixed look at the general how he's staring at me this is too horrible said the general starting to his feet all were standing up now nastasia was absolutely beside herself i am very proud in spite of what i am she continued you called me perfection just now prince 
a nice sort of perfection to throw up a prince and a million and a half of roubles in order to be able to boast of the fact afterwards what sort of a wife should i make for you after all i have said afanasy ivanovitch do you observe i have really and truly thrown away a million of roubles and you thought that i should consider your wretched seventy-five thousand with garnier thrown in for a husband a paradise of bliss take your seventy-five thousand back sir you did not reach the hundred thousand rogozhin cut a better dash than you did i'll console garnier myself i have an idea about that but now i must be off i've been in prison for ten years i'm free at last well rogozhin what are you waiting for let's get ready and go come along shouted rogozhin beside himself with joy hey all of you fellows wine round with it fill the glasses get away he shouted frantically observing that daria alexeyevna was approaching to protest against nastasia's conduct get away she's mine everything's mine she's a queen get away he was panting with ecstasy he walked round and round nastasia philipovna and told everybody to keep their distance all the rogozhin company were now collected in the drawing-room some were drinking some laughed and talked all were in the highest and wildest spirits ferdishenko was doing his best to unite himself to them the general and totsky again made an attempt to go gania too stood hat in hand ready to go but seemed to be unable to tear his eyes away from the scene before him get out keep your distance shouted rogozhin what are you shouting about there cried nastasia i'm not yours yet i may kick you out for all you know i haven't taken your money yet there it all is on the table here give me over that packet is there a hundred thousand roubles in that one packet Phew, what abominable stuff it looks oh nonsense daria alexeyevna you surely did not expect me to ruin him indicating the prince fancy him nursing me why he needs a nurse himself the general there will be his nurse now you'll see here prince look here your bride is accepting money what a disreputable woman she must be and you wished to marry her what are you crying about is it a bitter dose never mind you shall laugh yet trust to time in spite of these words there were two large tears rolling down nastasia's own cheeks it's far better to think twice of it now than afterwards oh you mustn't cry like that there's katya crying too what is it katya dear i shall leave you and pasha a lot of things i've laid them out for you already but good-bye now i made an honest girl like you serve a low woman like myself it's better so prince it is indeed you'd begin to despise me afterwards we should never be happy oh you needn't swear prince 
i shan't believe you you know how foolish it would be too no no we'd better say good-bye and part friends i am a bit of a dreamer myself and i used to dream of you once very often during those five years down at his estate i used to dream and think and i always imagined just such a good honest foolish fellow as you one who should come and say to me you are an innocent woman nastasia filipovna and i adore you i dreamt of you often i used to think so much down there that i nearly went mad and then this fellow here would come down he would stay a couple of months out of the twelve and disgrace and insult and deprave me and then go so that i longed to drown myself in the pond a thousand times over but i did not dare do it i hadn't the heart and now well are you ready rogozhin ready keep your distance all of you we're all ready said several of his friends the troikas are at the door bells and all nastasia filipovna seized the packet of banknotes gania i have an idea i wish to recompense you why should you lose all rogozhin would he crawl for three roubles as far as the vasiliostrov oh wouldn't he just well look here gania i wish to look into your heart once more for the last time you've worried me for the last three months now it's my turn do you see this packet it contains a hundred thousand roubles now i'm going to throw it into the fire here before all these witnesses as soon as the fire catches hold of it you put your hands into the fire and pick it out without gloves you know you must have bare hands and you must turn your sleeves up pull it out i say and it's all yours you may burn your fingers a little of course but then it's a hundred thousand roubles remember it won't take you long to lay hold of it and snatch it out i shall so much admire you if you put your hands into the fire for my money all here present may be witnesses that the whole packet of money is yours if you get it out if you don't get it out it shall burn i will let no one else come away get away all of you it's my money rogozhin has bought me with it is it my money rogozhin yes my queen it's your own money my joy get away then all of you i shall do as i like with my own don't meddle perdishenko make up the fire quick nastasia filipovna i can't my hands won't obey me said ferdishenko astounded and helpless with bewilderment nonsense cried nastasia filipovna seizing the poker and raking a couple of logs together no sooner did a tongue of flame burst out than she threw the packet of notes upon it everyone gasped some even crossed themselves she's mad she's mad was the cry oughtn't oughtn't we to secure her 
asked the general of ptitsin in a whisper or shall we send for the authorities why she's mad isn't she isn't she hm no i hardly think she is actually mad whispered ptitsin who was as white as his handkerchief and trembling like a leaf he could not take his eyes off the smouldering packet she's mad surely isn't she the general appealed to totski i told you she wasn't an ordinary woman replied the latter who was as pale as any one oh but positively you know a hundred thousand roubles goodness gracious good heavens came from all four quarters of the room all now crowded round the fire and thronged to see what was going on everyone lamented and gave vent to exclamations of horror and woe some jumped up on chairs in order to get a better view daria alexeyevna ran into the next room and whispered excitedly to katya and pasha the beautiful german disappeared altogether my lady my sovereign lamented lebedeff falling on his knees before nastasia philipovna and stretching out his hands towards the fire it's a hundred thousand roubles it is indeed i packed it up myself i saw the money my queen let me get into the fire after it say the word i'll put my whole grey head into the fire for it i have a poor lame wife and thirteen children my father died of starvation last week nastasia philipovna nastasia philipovna the wretched little man wept and groaned and crawled towards the fire away out of the way cried nastasia make room all of you gania what are you standing there for don't stand on ceremony put in your hand there's your whole happiness smouldering away look quick but gania had borne too much that day and especially this evening and he was not prepared for this last quite unexpected trial the crowd parted on each side of him and he was left face to face with nastasia philipovna three paces from her she stood by the fire and waited with her intent gaze fixed upon him gania stood before her in his evening clothes holding his white gloves and hat in his hand speechless and motionless with arms folded and eyes fixed on the fire a silly meaningless smile played on his white death-like lips he could not take his eyes off the smouldering packet but it appeared that something new had come to birth in his soul as though he were vowing to himself that he would bear this trial he did not move from his place in a few seconds it became evident to all that he did not intend to rescue the money hey look at it it'll burn in another minute or two cried nastasia philipovna you'll hang yourself afterwards you know if it does i'm not joking the fire choked between a couple of smouldering pieces of wood had died down for the first few moments after the packet was thrown upon it 
but a little tongue of fire now began to lick the paper from below and soon gathering courage mounted the sides of the parcel and crept around it in another moment the whole of it burst into flames and the exclamations of woe and horror were redoubled nastasia filipovna lamented lebedeff again straining towards the fireplace but rogozhin dragged him away and pushed him to the rear once more the whole of rogozhin's being was concentrated in one rapturous gaze of ecstasy he could not take his eyes off nastasia he stood drinking her in as it were he was in the seventh heaven of delight oh what a queen she is he ejaculated every other minute throwing out the remark for any one who liked to catch it that's the sort of woman for me which of you would think of doing a thing like that you blackguards eh he yelled he was hopelessly and wildly beside himself with ecstasy the prince watched the whole scene silent and dejected i'll pull it out with my teeth the one thousand said ferdishenko so would i said another from behind with pleasure devil take the thing he added in a tempest of despair it will all be burnt up in a minute it's burning it's burning it's burning it's burning cried all thronging nearer and nearer to the fire in their excitement gania don't be a fool i tell you for the last time get on quick shrieked ferdishenko rushing wildly up to gania and trying to drag him to the fire by the sleeve of his coat get it you dummy it's burning away fast oh damn the thing gania hurled ferdishenko from him then he turned sharp round and made for the door but he had not gone a couple of steps when he tottered and fell to the ground he's fainted the cry went round and the money's burning still lebedeff lamented burning for nothing shouted others katya pasha bring him some water cried nastasia filipovna then she took the tongs and fished out the packet nearly the whole of the outer covering was burned away but it was soon evident that the contents were hardly touched the packet had been wrapped in a threefold covering of newspaper and the notes were safe all breathed more freely some dirty little thousand or so may be touched said lebedeff immensely relieved but there's very little harm done after all it's all his the whole packet is for him do you hear all of you cried nastasia filipovna placing the packet by the side of gania he restrained himself and didn't go after it so his self-respect is greater than his thirst for money all right he'll come to directly he must have the packet or he'll cut his throat afterwards there he's coming to himself general totsky all of you did you hear me the money is all gania's i give it to him fully conscious of my action as recompense for well for anything he thinks best tell him so 
let it lie here beside him off we go rogozhin good-bye prince i have seen a man for the first time in my life good-bye afanasy ivanovitch and thanks the rogozhin gang followed their leader and nastasia philipovna to the entrance hall laughing and shouting and whistling in the hall the servants were waiting and handed her her fur cloak marfa the cook ran in from the kitchen nastasia kissed them all round are you really throwing us all over little mother where where are you going to and on your birthday too cried the four girls crying over her and kissing her hands i am going out into the world katya perhaps i shall be a laundress i don't know no more of afanasy ivanovitch anyhow give him my respects don't think badly of me girls the prince hurried down to the front gate where the party was settling into the troikas all the bells tinkling a merry accompaniment the while the general caught him up on the stairs prince prince he cried seizing hold of his arm recollect yourself drop her prince you see what sort of a woman she is i am speaking to you like a father the prince glanced at him but said nothing he shook himself free and rushed on downstairs the general was just in time to see the prince take the first sledge he could get and giving the order to yekaterinhof start off in pursuit of the troikas then the general's fine grey horse dragged that worthy home with some new thoughts and some new hopes and calculations developing in his brain and with the pearls in his pocket for he had not forgotten to bring them along with him being a man of business amid his new thoughts and ideas there came once or twice the image of nastasia philipovna the general sighed i'm really really sorry he muttered she's a ruined woman mad mad however the prince is not for nastasia philipovna now perhaps it's as well two more of nastasia's guests who walked a short distance together indulged in high moral sentiments of a similar nature do you know totsky this is all very like what they say goes on among the japanese said ptitsin the offended party there they say marches off to his insulter and says to him you insulted me so i have come to rip myself open before your eyes and with these words he does actually rip his stomach open before his enemy and considers doubtless that he is having all possible and necessary satisfaction and revenge there are strange characters in the world sir hmm, and you think there was something of this sort here do you dear me a very remarkable comparison you know but you must have observed my dear ptitsin that i did all i possibly could i could do no more than i did and you must admit that there are some rare qualities in this woman i felt i could not speak in that bedlam or i should have been tempted to cry out when she reproached me 
that she herself was my best justification. Such a woman could make anyone forget all reason, everything. Even that Mujik Rogozhin you saw brought her a hundred thousand roubles. Of course, all that happened tonight was ephemeral, fantastic, unseemly, yet it lacked neither colour nor originality. My God, what might not have been made of such a character, combined with such beauty? Yet in spite of all efforts, in spite of all education even, all those gifts are wasted. She is an uncut diamond. I have often said so. And Afanasy Ivanovitch heaved a deep sigh. End of part one of The Idiot Recording by Martin Giessen In Hazelmere, Surrey